Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Bushwick. God damn, it feels great to be back. Feels great to say that again. And you know what? Let's give a toast before we say anything else. We are are here at First Live, of course, 219 Central Avenue. And uh, a lot's happened since the last time we came to record. We actually filmed a short documentary that you guys can find on our Instagram. And you can see me sporting the cap right now. I was hoping you brought the cap. I didn't wear a cap today because I knew you were going to wear it. And <laughs> I think we looked like we were pitching a product if we both had it on. So I didn't want to do that yet, although we are. Um, but essentially, uh, one of the things that we came to realize is that not only is Tony's Pizzeria the best New York City pizza, but they're the best New York City people. Yeah. Uh, they're legitimate New York City people. I think uh, the one thing I've been saying recently when I talk to people about the uh, incident uh, that I've been recently having in this city is that I automatically know that I'm not dealing with a native New Yorker. Yeah. And as a, like people will say that, oh, what do you mean? That sounds very, you know, as someone who has grown up and lived in New York City their entire life, you know another New Yorker just by the way they act, the way they move, the way they handle themselves in certain situations. The way they look at street signs. The way, <laughs> I mean, not even street, just the way they look at things in general, the way subway etiquette. You know, street walking etiquette. You know, walking up and down the stairs, knowing how to ride an escalator, knowing that if you're gonna ride on an escalator, you 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 stand to the to the left, and everyone else get to walk up the other you side. You know, I think that's the perfect premise for a book that should be written: New York City etiquette. New York City etiquette: things that you don't know until you move here, and. You know, and living here for six months to a year does not make you a New no, Yorker. No, you're not a New Yorker. You're you just haven't even someone, been broken in yet. Yeah, you're someone who's lived in New York for six months to a year. It takes a very long time to become a New Yorker, and I feel like there should be a checklist of certain things you have to achieve, and it's going to take you about five to six <laughs> years maybe to achieve these things as a New Yorker. Like, you have to, as a New Yorker, know, like, instinctively, like, if you're waiting for the train... Before, if you have any of these transit apps that are around, there are so many now, that gives you the alert the train is fucked up. Like, you just get the inkling, like, wow, this platform's kind of crowded. You know, the train should have been here a few minutes ago. That's not right. You should know how to get to where you need to go on a detour before they detour you or tell you where to go. You know what's crazy, though, is that back in the day, you could tell someone wasn't from the city if they had an actual map. Yeah. Now you have all these different apps that just kind of guide people. And they still don't know where they're going. They'll give you the exact <laughs> directions on your phone. If you punch in the address on Google, they will tell you the bus, the like the bus location, the number, everything. You have to transfer to a bus, to a train, from bus to train to train. If you have to go from the train to the Metro North, to the Long Island Railroad, to those Long Island buses or the, or the Yonkers or the Westchester buses, any of these other buses around the area or any of these other train lines, if you have to go from the... Uh, from the train to the metro, I mean, to like the LIRR to the Metro North. They give you step-by-step-by-step directions. I give you a little bit further. They Even make it idiot-proof. Let's say if you're taking something like this and you use all mass transit, and I want to go from here to, let's say, Chicago. They will lay out the best way for you to get there using the mass transit options for you. But I, 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 believe, I believe that if you're driving, though, because these GPS apps, and I've said this countless times, I believe that they work with the gas companies because they always send me the longest way. And it, to me, it's only for driving. Like, 
when I have just walking directions, it'll give you all the shortcuts. Now, you know what it is? Some people forget things too uh, with the GPS apps, I think. is Some people don't have it set to, uh, some people have it to give you the, uh, the least amount of traffic, the quickest route, least tolls, most seen. They have different options. I don't think people set it to have it get you there with the least amount of, like least, you know, distance-wise miles. Because sometimes it'll be quicker to go out of your way, quicker speed limits, less traffic. And it'll take you the longer way and take you around and you'll avoid traffic and stuff. But then, you know, you just went an extra 20 miles out of your way. But you avoided traffic and you were speeding, so you burnt more gas. Were you ever, I don't remember you ever being a bike guy. Not really. I never. You never had a bike? I had a few bikes, but not long, long times they were. Did you ever go for like long distance bike rides? Not really. No, like furthest I went rides into Ridgewood Tops, no, nowhere past that. I remember one time I rode my bike from the crib to the Bronx. And by the time I got there, the back of my knees, the blood vessels had popped. So it was just all black and blue going down to my calf. That made me appreciate walking. <laughs> now I walk everywhere. You saw I walked to your house the other day. Yeah. And what I said, I had the Sweatcoin app. There's an app, I don't know if people know about this, but there's an app that actually compensates you with their own digital currency which you can exchange for gifts and prizes and all that shit all you got to do is walk yeah it's uh you told me about that that was kind of crazy when you did um but it even 10, that thousand steps from even my house that when you house. tell people you, you know what walking is in the city you know if you can walk somewhere if it's quicker for you to walk than wait for the bus or go one or two train stops a lot of people if you're from the city you'll know all right that those train stops are within walking distance Knowing, you know, like if I'm taking the train home, let's say I'm taking the L and I don't want to deal with going up and down the stairs on the G train. I'll walk from Lorimer to my crib because to me, it's a straight shot. But a lot of people don't take that route. A lot of people want to, you know, and that that's when we end up with those videos like we did the other day with the with the eight ball jacket shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, mass transit, man, is uh, it's always a shit show. But uh, I just think that, uh, like I said, even like I told you the story before we came on air, that wasn't a New Yorker I dealt with. That wasn't a person who I felt like was a native New Yorker who gets, uh, it's like a, it's a community thing, man. It's, you know, the person next to you is from here, probably going to work, had a long day also like you, and you don't want to intrude on that person. Every time I've done the shared Lyft or the shared Uber, I've never encountered any experience. I've only had really one other experience that was more annoying than that and there was a young lady on her phone who was annoying the shit out of me and the uh driver and she was like just loud on her phone like on speakerphone too not even like on the fucking like on the uh like having it and like just talking loud like oh yeah 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 like no like yeah but no but yeah, like i don't want to hear your fucking comments like so i put in my headphones and i just yo i started rapping bro <laughs> And then the dude asked me, he's like, yo, you want the ox cord? I was like, nah, I'm good, bro. And yeah. and he knew what I was doing. And that's yeah, why he asked me if I wanted the ox cord. And then that, like that's, she, that's how you make an awkward situation more awkward. Word. Like, why do I want to, like, why couldn't you be on your fucking headphones or something? And you know what's the crazy shit? She had her headphones dangling around her neck. You know what that reminds me of? Wasn't we together a, a couple days ago when we saw the dude with the fucking loud-ass speaker walking in the street? Oh, my God. That annoys the fuck out of me. To me, that is the worst possible thing you could fucking do. That annoys me to know when people that walk around with that, uh, that loud-ass speaker. It's not even as cool as the fucking boombox used to be. Back in the day, when you had the boombox, it was a sign of status. 
Now you walking around that shit and just just look like you can't get headphones, man. But like, I mean, we had the discussion too, man. For what you're paying for that, man, you could have split that money. Got a little bit smaller of a Bluetooth speaker, still gave you some decent sound, and got you some decent Bluetooth headphones, so we don't have to hear it in public. Speaking of sound, speaking of bad sound, I'm glad you brought that up. We hmm. still got some time on this one. So last was it last Tuesday? Uh, I want to say last Tuesday, not this Tuesday, just past Tuesday before that. We did uh, the K Rock Chronicles. You did some stand up. You killed it that night. Thank you, sir. JD did some stand up. He did all right. He did. He did. He good, did his man. thing. He did decent. Uh, I, I feel like he was. He was hard on I feel. I feel like he was hard on himself. I think he was hard on himself. He uh, he did the hardest thing to do. Is a that was his first time going really in front of people. Uh, but what know. he was doing wasn't even just stand up. He was doing performance art. Yeah, he like, did. He like was, that's what people use it. He to me, he he got into a character, and that's what I saw. I saw. I knew it was JD up there, but I saw JD in character, and it was it was, it was funny to me. Like I loved it. Everybody else was like, "What the fuck is this guy talking?" About? Uh, you know. And and I, I want to thank the venue for allowing us to to do that event. So now we have to talk about the bad part of it. I didn't have <clears throat> I didn't have I think as strong of an appreciation as I should have for Danny Garcia until that day. Because let's give him a, a live hand clap. You saw you just saw what we had to go through just to get all of this shit connected. Yeah. And the amount of attention and detail that First Live puts into its productions, I've never seen anything like it, bro. Because the sound at this event sucked. It, um, and you saw my face as soon as I went up there. And for whatever reason, as soon as I opened my mouth, there was feedback. There was feedback throughout the entire night. Look at this guy. What's going on, What's brother? What's going on? There was feedback throughout the entire night. I couldn't stand in front of the monitor because it was just feeding back so crazy. So I could barely hear myself. I could barely hear the music. I could barely hear anything. And it was still a great night. We made the most of it. But I think that, um, I think what you witnessed today, imagine that for a paying client somewhere on a roof when it's raining like that's the kind of professionalism that first live brings to even our productions like yeah the fact that we have this that we have this is why it looks like it does when you guys see the uh final the final product and the end result and uh it it, it has to make you appreciate the professionalism you get a chance to deal with and i mean you were the one who were up on stage that i mean i knew it had to have been rougher for you uh than it was for me and jd man um it was like going on stage blind or deaf, really, because I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. I couldn't hear anything. So hopefully, you know, Danny just cleared us to uh, to bring K-Rock Chronicles to first live. So yeah, I uh, think we're finally going to get a, a real sense of what the event could be and how we could keep capitalizing on it. And he, like he said, we need to do that research on the actual K-Rock founder shit. Cause I need to, I need to implement that into the show. Think, we uh, could, we can do a podcast yeah. on that. I mean, I mean, I was never a K Rock listener. But that you heavy. listen to rock. I yeah, but you listen to rock. I listen to rock, but not like you listen to rock. Yeah, but you listen to rock back in the day. But still, not like you listen to rock back in the day. I listened, but not. The I same am way. rock. All right, Vinny I'm Chase. the rock. <laughs> I think Dwayne Johnson might uh, have a. Uh, 
problem with you saying yeah, that. Yeah. I don't want the People's Champ coming <laughs> to lay the SmackDown on my Rudy Poo Candy ass. I'm not going to get treated like some jabroni at the SmackDown Hotel. Can we get a shot of the laptop so that people could know that we are doing daily podcasts? All of these posts with the icon on it are 15-minute episodes. If you go to the IGTV, you see everything. You'll see an interchange between them, between you see Good everything. Morning Bushwick and Button, the Bud and Roach podcast. And uh, You just need to check it out. You can follow us at Bud and Roach. And, of course, First Live at First Live US. Yes, US or, or us. us. Can, can we do that one again? Can we say First, First Live, Live. Us. us. First oh, live. I like that. Us. Not US. Us.